Hello everyone, welcome to Enjoy the Book of Life. Recently, I've been doing a study on worship. And for my episode today, I want to think specifically about how worship and our time in the Word of God correspond, how they work together. And so a few passages, uh, the first one that I found very exciting was in 2 Kings 22 and 23. This is the story of when Hilkiah, the high priest, he finds the book of Isaiah, the scroll of Isaiah, and he brings it to King Josiah. They read the scriptures, he, he reads it to the king, and as a result, we see the king, he rends his garment, and he starts to grieve because the people, they haven't been obeying, they haven't been following the word of God. And so Josiah, he assembles the people, he reads the, the scroll to them, and the first thing on the king's agenda after reading what God says in his word is to reinstate true worship, to tear down the idols and to reinstate true worship to God. I think this is such a powerful illustration in, in this narrative form where when we come to the word of God and we read it, does it have an impact on us? It had a huge impact on King Josiah. And so here we see he received the word of God and it made an impact on him. Now, one, a, a different illustration, uh, this is in the book of Deuteronomy. This is a contrasting illustration. I want to read it for you. Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verses 15 to 20. So this is when they're getting ready to go into the land and Joshua, now he reads the book of the law to the children of Israel. And this is what he says. He says, see, I have set before you today life and, or life and good, death and evil. In that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear, and are drawn away, and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish, you shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life, and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. So here, it's a contrasting situation. So in the days of Josiah, he reads the book of the law, and he accepts it. He obeys it. It makes this impact on his life. But here we have a warning. It says... 
If your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away. So he says, your heart can reject the word of God. If your heart turns away so that you don't hear and you're drawn away to what? Well, to false worship. Everyone is a worshiper. It's just what you choose to worship. And this made me think of the parable that the Lord Jesus told of uh, the seed. So the sower, he, he sows the seed and some falls on hard ground and some falls on thorny ground and some falls on good ground. And uh, he talks about each of these situations. Well, when it falls on the good ground, this is a heart that is ready to receive the word of God. And as a result, it's fruitful. It multiplies. Whereas there are other grounds, like this hardened Deuteronomy, that it turns away, it rejects it, the hard ground that rejects it. I think of the exhortation, says to break up the fallow ground. There are parts in us that reject the word of God, where it's convicting, it goes against my you know, the pleasures in my life or what I want. And so when I read the word of God, it doesn't penetrate. It doesn't take root. Now, um, when we're talking about our time in the word of God and we open up the Bible, I think before we start doing that, and this is a good habit, I don't, I'm not saying that I do this every time, but I am saying I should do it every time. When I open up the word of God to first prepare my heart, to pray and say, Lord, if there's any fallow ground, hard ground that that's going to reject, to take the time to break that up, to say, Lord, I'm all yours. Uh, whatever you say to me uh, through your word, I want to accept it. I want it to take root in my life and to take that time to, to prepare your heart uh, before I, uh, before I go into the word. We see Josiah, it says that he humbled himself. Um, and, and that's when he accepted the word of God. He hears it, he humbles himself, and he accepts it. So taking the time to make sure that our heart is right, willing to accept the word of God, and, and to let it transform us, to, to bear this fruit. Um. I think that this kind of corresponds in 1 Corinthians 11 when it talks about worshiping at the Lord's Supper. It says uh, that everyone needs to check. Are there areas of unconfessed sin? Are there things before I come to worship, before I work, there, there's, there are things we need to do before we worship. And we, one of those is to check our own lives, to check our hearts. And to make sure, so I think, uh, you know, the Apostle Paul, he says we should judge ourselves every day uh, so that we won't worry about the judgment day, the final judgment, capital J judgment day. And so each day when I open up the word of God to judge myself, to say, are there things that I'm resisting in God's word? And to prepare my heart to accept those things. Then we spend time in the word. And what we're doing there is we're experiencing God. When 
Josiah reads this, the, the, the um, scroll of Isaiah, if Josiah truly believes that God is God and that this is the word of God, then his reaction is the most logical thing in, in the world that he would rend his garments, that he would be fearful of, of the transgressions of the generations past. And so when I open my Bible and I read something, I think this is a good Bible reading question, Bible study question, and say, if I really believe this, what impact should that have on me? Sometimes we get so familiar with the text that we just read it and say, oh yeah, I know that, I know that, I know that. It's not so much what you know, it's what you do, right? This is the, the measure of success that the Lord Jesus says when he gives the parable of the man who builds his house on the rock. He says, he who hears my word and does them. And he's the one who builds his house on the rock. The one who builds his house on the sand is he who hears my word and doesn't do them. And so when I read the word of God and I say, oh, this is what it's saying, well, it needs to enter. It needs to take root. It needs to be that uh, eternal seed that sanctifies, as First Peter says, the end of the first chapter. So I think when, when I'm going through and I'm, I'm reading the word of God, I need to recognize, and I think this comes into that heart preparation but recognize that I am meeting with God, that I'm reading the Word of God. Uh, I, one of the ministries that I'm fortunate enough to uh, take part in is I grade uh, correspondence courses, Christian correspondence courses for uh, prisoners. And so they'll fill these out and a lot of them are the basics, uh, where they're talking about how they're children of God and uh, how they've been redeemed and th these foundational truths. And when they're writing these, and I'll respond to them, I said, you know, wow, isn't that fantastic? You know, and, and it enforces me to think about how fantastic these truths really are. Things that I've known for a long time, but going back and saying, wow, that is fantastic. Isn't that amazing? You're, yeah, you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Like, just think about that. It isn't, if I really believe that, what impact would that make on my life? What would I do differently? How would I pray differently? How would I live differently? And so I think a lot of benefit comes in our reading time and our study time when we first take time to prepare our hearts to realize what is it that I'm reading and then to take time while I'm reading to say, do I really believe this? What impact should this have in my life since I'm reading this? Then... Afterwards, just like Josiah, what does he do? He, he reinstates worship in his life. And this is uh, what, you know, the, the two men on the road to Emmaus, they spend time with the Lord Jesus. What does the Lord Jesus do? He opens the scriptures to them and he tells them all about himself through all the Old Testament scriptures.
So as I'm studying my Bible and I see God, if I see the Lord Jesus through the scriptures, they said, didn't our hearts burn within us? And this is it. Their, their hearts, it, it, the word of God uh, is given to them and they accept it. And uh, we see this, this imagery of the golden censer in the tabernacle. It's burning within them. And, and this sweet incense arises up and, and we have this beautiful worship. So I think this needs to be uh, the result of our Bible study, this fruit of our Bible study. So just like the seed is planted and when it's accepted, when it takes root, it multiplies. It's fruitful. This is what the Father wants. It says in John 15 that we bear much fruit. What is it the Father is seeking? He's seeking worshipers. When I spend time in the Word of God and it takes root in my life, there should be a result, a fruit that, that emerges. It could be the fruit of my lips. It could be a worship before God where I say, Lord, how can you be so good to me? You're, you're amazing. Uh, and uh, I think of that, that um, is a memory of mine, a very vivid memory. I had been living for a few weeks far from God, not really interested um, and not reading my Bible, spending time with him, praying, and just kind of going through the motions. Um, and I, I can't remember what it was, but the Lord had been convicting me of this. And I was driving to my car down the road, and uh, and I again, I can't remember what it was, but the Lord blessed me so uh, epically. And I just, I just couldn't believe it. It's to say, God, what? Why are you so good? You're such a good God. And 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 reacted in worship. And I think when I open the Bible, and I see something that that takes then root in my life. Sometimes it's it comes out in words. Sometimes it comes out in actions, in service to him. Again, if I truly believe that God wants me on his team, that he wants me to be serving with him, to be equipping the church, to be uh, sowing seed uh, uh, in terms of the gospel, if he really wants me, God has asked me to do that, well, then service should be the outflow. And we see that those ideas of service and worship are very connected in Scripture. Well, I hope some of these thoughts on worship are helpful for you. Again, this is something that I'm seeking to learn and develop in myself. Uh, I think the Word of God is an excellent teacher in these things. It shows us some great examples. Uh, I think King Josiah is a great example. He hears the Word of God. He accepts it. He humbles himself, and uh, we see great worship overflow. So may we learn and develop as worshipers.